Thank you for downloading and or streaming the first episode of Recasted. Before we get started, just a few quick acknowledgments to get out of the way. The idea for this podcast came from a Mac and Goo podcast, where they had taken the entire cast of Endgame, recasted it in the 90s, in 1999, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool to reverse that and take movies that are 20, 30, or more years old and recast them today? So check out the Mac and Goo podcast. It's really good. Jesse and I both like it. Also big fans of the hashtag dork podcast. Both of them are excellent. If you like this, you'll like both of them. That said, Jesse, are you ready to get started? Very ready, my friend. Thank you. Welcome and thank you to listening to Recasted. This is episode one, Major League. I'm Wayne G. My co-host is Jesse B. Hello. And today we're going to be recasting the 1989 baseball comedy Major League. Uh, original cast included Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes, Rene Russo, Corbin Burnson, and a host of others. We'll actually be recasting about 13 roles today. First and foremost, I want to say that this is my all-time favorite movie. I know it's not the best movie ever, it's not Shawshank, it's not The Godfather, but it is my Desert Island movie. I've seen it over a hundred times, it never gets old. Basically, this is going to be the story of a poor excuse for a team, the Cleveland Indians. The owner dies, leaves the team to his wife. She wants to put together a ragtag team of you know, over-the-hill vets and inexperienced rookies to finish so badly they can move the team to Miami. Now, Jesse, this movie came out the year that you were born, and I know you went back and watched it a couple of times in preparation for the podcast, so... Let me ask you, uh, what do you think of this movie, and how does it hold up 30 years later? Uh, the, the humor aspect is definitely still there, and it's actually great to see how some of these actors have progressed through their careers. I, I do think it's definitely a great movie. Right. And as far as how would you rate it amongst uh, baseball movies? Uh, it's certainly you know amongst my top five for sure. It's, it's a favorite that I'll always go to. I think, for me, I know that one of the reasons I rate it higher than, say, like a movie like Field of Dreams, which might be a better script, a better acted movie, is that Field of Dreams only had about two scenes of baseball in it. This movie gives you a lot of baseball similar to A League of Their Own or Bull Durham, which I rate ahead of this movie. So uh, let me ask you, watching the movie, is there any role where you're watching it and you think, uh, this guy is kind of out of character? I wouldn't have cast this guy, I guess, as a role. Well, again, having it be from 89 and having, you know, a limited amount of exposure to some of these actors and actresses from that time, I don't know if there's many uh, or really any that I would change I think they really played their roles perfectly, and I think if it were anybody else different, I don't know if it would be your favorite movie. All right, and I thought of that as well. Very difficult to recast. The one character to me that stands out is Eddie Harris, the veteran pitcher, because I know he's supposed to be a veteran pitcher. He's at the end of his career, but he looks like he's like 57 years old. I mean, is he Charlie Huff? He's pitching until he's like 70? You know? <laughs> I thought they could have cast me looked a little bit younger. I, that did make it kind of you know tough in this process to find somebody who you could actually believe that that could actually start that last uh, pivotal game of, of the year and not also be part of AARP. Right. So right out of the gates here, I do want to say that we really tried to keep in mind the budget of this movie. The original was made for $11 million. Today that movie would be about $26 million. Uh, We're probably going to go over that budget, but I just really didn't want to cast a whole slew of A-list stars that really you wouldn't be able to put together as an ensemble. Yeah, that wouldn't make much sense. Let's start with um, the main character, which to me is Jake Taylor, 
originally played by Tom Berenger, who is coming off of Platoon. He'd starred in a couple other movies before that. He's definitely the biggest name actor that was cast in this movie. And the movie itself was about him and his character. You know, he's a former all-star. He's forced out of the league. He's got bad knees. You know, the owner brings him back because they think he sucks. So it's got to be a player, I think, that is looks like they're in their mid-30s, but also looks like a baseball player and can be charming and handsome. I think he has to be handsome, but not drop-dead gorgeous because, you know, he doesn't look that role. He just looks good-looking enough that you believe him as a womanizer early in his career. Has to be believable as a leader, a captain, as well as a mentor that the younger guys will go to. So for me, the first character I casted as Jake Taylor is Tom Hardy, who we'll know as Venom, Inception, Mad Max. I think that he looks the right age. I think that he isn't over-the-top good-looking, but he is charming-looking. So I definitely felt like he was a perfect cast as Jake Taylor. I see that. Um, I I definitely see it working out. I think for me, when when I saw Jake Taylor, I saw someone that was, like the the movie portrays, someone who's got, you know, just a little bit left in in him, Uh, you know, like you said, a leader, but someone who doesn't have, you know, a full tank left. So I wanted someone who looks a bit older, but like you said, could still kind of make someone uh, yell at them in the library. So my, uh, actually, portrayal for this character, Jake Taylor, was, and I'm ready for some brushback because he may be too good looking, is uh, Gerard Butler. I think uh, he's got the uh, the bit of a weathered face. I think he's proven that, you know, in some roles he can certainly be a leader. And I think, you know, he could do well as uh, an athlete that's got just a little bit left in him. I definitely see Gerard Butler. I think he is definitely the right age, and I think that he does look athletic. Obviously, we all saw him in the 300, and uh, he did look, you know, very fit in that movie. To me, and I know he did serious movies like Law Abiding Citizen, which is fantastic. He does have the acting chops. The two things with him that I would go against, good choice, I just think, one, a little bit bulky for me. And I think that his character in comedic roles tends to be more wise-cracky. And I didn't think of Jake as a wise-cracking kind of character. I see that. I also was hesitant to choose him just to see if maybe he thought the accent would get in the way of the actor's portrayal of Jake Taylor. Because he does seem pretty all-American for, you know, his role and his story. The accent, I wouldn't be upset. Because, again, Gerard plays American in so many of the movies. I think the only time I've ever really heard his accent come out might even be a little bit in 300. But even then, I don't think it was very strong. So he does a good job of dialing it back. Obviously, in interviews where he's himself, it's a thick Scottish accent. But in most of the movies I've seen, he's, he plays American. So that's not an issue for me. So the next character we're going to go ahead and discuss here is Mr. Wild Thing himself, Ricky Vaughn, who uh, is played by the crazy man himself, Charlie Sheen. You know, this is him in his uh, his early days. If I do recall correctly, he is in his early 20s, has a few movies under his belt, but he comes in. He does a really a, really a great job in this role. And um, I think as soon as I, I saw him, I knew who I was going to go with. And I'm excited to see, uh, you know, your reaction and my Ricky Vaughn. Actually, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'll be honest. When I first somebody thrown out Shia LaBeouf when I was trying to think of characters, and I went through a slew of characters as well. And when somebody said Shia LaBeouf, I actually said puke because he just. When I think of like Shia LaBeouf in a leather jacket playing the Wild Thing, I think of him as Indiana Jones Jr., which was just atrocious. Uh, I guess, you know, my inspiration for the wild thing is uh, I can point you to YouTube and the Just Do It clip of Shia LaBeouf just 
He's going crazy. You know, he's obviously had a little bit of a spotty and shady acting timeline since, you know, even Stevens and his Transformer days. But I just think he's got enough shade and uh, enough crazy to make it work. See, I guess it, for me, it's, I guess, maybe a little bit too nerdy for me. Like, he's kind of got like, that nerdy... Like, to me, Rick Vaughn, I know he's a badass type guy, but he's also good looking. This is probably more good looking than Jake Taylor. He's going to be kind of pretty. I think Shia LaBeouf is not pretty. I think he yeah, very he belongs in a library, not as wild thing. But the right age, I guess, he could play that right age. For me, I guess this is probably the most controversial pick as well, so I'm not, that's why I'm not going to crap on it too much, because mine has drawn ire from anybody I've talked to about it. You know, for me, Rick Vaughn, he's the youngest member of the team. You know, he's going to play 21 to 24. They mentioned him pitching out of Portland the year before, so he does have some minor league experience. You know, he should be a bad boy, but as I mentioned, he's going to be pretty. He'd lure a cougar like Roger Dorn's wife. She'd go for this guy. And so I said, all right, who's the guy that has a history of driving women crazy and also kind of looks the part, maybe a little rough? I went with Nick Jonas. Oh, no. <laughs> fresh, fresh off of Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, where he played Seaplane McDonough. And I thought he was very good in that role as kind of a comedy-type role. And he looked the part of the bad boy role. Maybe a little wimpy. I'm going to say he's a little bit wimpy, but I'm trusting his acting chops to carry him. Whereas your choice, Shia LaBeouf, has the acting chops, but doesn't look it to me. Yeah, he doesn't. I think, you know, you're certainly right there. Maybe he's not as wild as Wild Thing needs to be. You know, my choice there, Shia LaBeouf. But, yeah, I guess I could definitely see Nick Jonas rocking a leather jacket. I'd have to say, you know, that's not one that ever crossed my mind. I wasn't looking at my daughter's Facebook pages. So, for me, yeah, I guess it was thinking of, could I picture this character being heated, staring down the third baseman and talking to Jake and saying, fucking Dorn, this game should be over by now. He tanked that ball on purpose. And I guess Nick doesn't seem like that bad. Shia LaBeouf definitely seems like he could say it. Yeah. So um, if, if we could mix our two characters, I think we have the perfect yeah. new cast. We need Nick Jonas's looks and Shia LaBeouf's acting Crazy. ability. Yeah. So the next character was Roger Dorn, the third baseman. This is my favorite character in the whole movie because he's such an asshole. It would be. But he is such a perfect asshole that he's funny. Like his assholeness is funny. Like the ball was out of my reach. What do you want me to do? Die for it. I love that line. So, to me, this character has to be able to pass for a Richie Rich, because he's a big, rich free agent they overpaid for. He's a dink. He cares about himself more than anyone. He's funny, but not trying to be funny. And so I thought, who is the most lovable, funny asshole I've ever seen in media? And that's Ari Gold. So I went with Jeremy Piven as Roger Dorn. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I guess for me personally, I don't see Jeremy as, as good-looking enough to play that role because he does have such a pretty boy nature about him. You know, you see his luxurious house, his lifestyle, his mindset, the way he carries himself. That being said, what kind of led me to my choice of this actor, this portrayal, is the cockiness, the pretty nature, and the ability to make jokes at other people's expense. And I think that this character showed that, and my Roger Dorn is actually Bradley Cooper. All right, and, and I really like that pick as Bradley Cooper because he does look the part. I think that he might be my favorite actor right now. As far as current actors, I thought that A Star is Born, he was tremendous. I do think he's a very good actor. My only concern, as far as a choice, he's tremendous. But I'm going back to budget, and I'm thinking, this guy's an Academy Award winner or Academy Award nominee. Is he going to take the third or fourth biggest role in this movie for Peanuts? I don't know if we can afford him. I know this is all fake budget, 
but ha hand up, that definitely was probably my most expensive star that I recruited here. He seemed to be okay in his last few roles playing a raccoon, so that made me think maybe he's okay stepping into a real-life role of a rich, aging, good-looking prick. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely see him in the role. My whole thing was with the budget, especially now you got Gerard Butler and him. Uh, yeah. They, basically, you got to get extras for the rest of the roles. Yeah, I will certainly struggle. I'm really banking on this, making tons of money so that I can pay these guys, because those two are probably my A-listers so far. Our next character, probably my favorite character from the movies. I enjoyed him from many movies as a kid, and this one was definitely fun to go back and see Wesley Snipes playing Willie Mays Hayes, seeing his whole introduction to the movie and his growth throughout it. You know, he is cocky, humble, he's got, he's got a, a nice little mix there. He's certainly freakishly athletic, but has his shortcomings. My choice for this role, his name is Shad Moss. You may know him better as Bow Wow. He's got the athletic chops, in my opinion, being in All-Star Games, being in a movie like Mike as a kid. Maybe not as much of the acting chops, even though he's got some lower-listed movies that he's been in, you know, with Ice Cube and some others. I just think he's right around that same age as my Ricky Vaughn, and I think he'd be able to play that role well. I guess I could see that. The age definitely... My whole thing is when I'm picturing him, I'm still picturing him in Like Mike, or I think he was in Tokyo Drift, maybe. He was, yeah. And so he still kind of looks like Will Smith's kid in The Karate Kid. He still looks young, like he's 12 years old. And Jaden Smith was certainly an option for about negative 10 seconds. I would have <laughs> never chosen Jaden Smith. I don't see the look. I guess you could say the age is, I, I get it. And since you've spent so much money on two parts, you definitely need somebody who is hard up for the cash. So I think that Bow Wow fits in there. <laughs> Looking at Willie Mays, obviously, you know, he sneaks into camp. He's looking to make the team. They, they haul him out. He's fast. Wesley Snipes, but it's pre-Blade, so he's not all brooding Blade. He's not like, very bulk. Yeah, he's, he's just he's funny and light still. He's Sidney Dean, but playing baseball instead of basketball. So I said, all right, who looks like they could steal 100 bases? And who's funny? Because when you look at these characters, really the funniest character in terms of uh, comedic timing, comedic chops, I felt like was Willie Mays Hayes. A lot of these guys were funny, but in their own way, almost like a subtle comedy, and he's the only one that I felt like was a jester comedy kind of funny. And so I thought, the guy who I've seen play almost the same role, but again, a different sport, similar to Wesley Stipes, is John David Washington. Is that Denzel's son? Denzel's son from okay. Ballers. He played Ricky Jarrett, and I think Ricky Jarrett is pretty much the same character as uh, William Mays Hayes. Yeah. Older, because Ricky Jarrett's at the end of his career, but I still think he can play like a 24, 25-year-old guy. And he was a professional football running back, so he's actually got some speed. So if, if you have no issue with me kind of you know saying my, my other choices for this role, I was looking at older characters for sure, and uh, my first one here was probably predictable in Chadwick Boseman. Uh, you know, he had played Jackie in 42, he'd played... Black Panther, even though for someone who's in his mid-40s, he looks like he could be someone in his mid-20s. I mean, he certainly has the athletic and, and acting chops, but I decided not to go there. I wanted to force him or Michael B. Jordan in this cast so bad, but I did not. One, we couldn't afford Michael B. Jordan because I go in with three Oscar-nominated actors in this role. But two, uh, Chadwick Boseman, again, he's another Oscar-nominated actor, but he, to me, he doesn't, he isn't funny enough, I guess, to play Willie Mays Hayes. He just doesn't come across as comedic to Touché. me. Touche. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So that's one, and like I said, the other thing with, with John David Washington, if we really want to think, towards Major League Two, which is a movie I want to forget altogether. <laughs> Wesley Snipes gets taken out, they replace him with Omar Epps, and he becomes more of a bulky, power-hitting leadoff hitter, which John David Washington, you wouldn't have to recast that role, because he is kind of muscular anyways. The versatility to be able to play the role throughout 
know, multiple movies, I think it's definitely appealing. Now I guess we're going to go into who I mentioned early on, one of my favorite miscast characters, which was Ed Harris, the veteran pitcher who throws probably 71 miles per hour but has lots of junk he can throw. He looked about 50 years old. I did complain about this. So Chelsea Ross, who originally played it, he also played the head coach of Notre Dame and Rudy. I think he was the bad guy in The Last Boy Scout in the way that he kind of beat up his girlfriend or whatever. He was like a mayor or something like that. But anyways, he was great in the role, and some of the lines are tremendous. I love when he's walking out of the, the locker room. He goes, yo, bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill. He did the role great, but I would have cast somebody younger. That said, I cast somebody who looks almost identical to him, <laughs> but I feel like could play the role of the Christian pitcher, even with a little bit of Southern drawl. I went with Billy Bob Thornton, who also kind of has that hairy chest. You can picture him being like, it's Crisco. Basically, it's a seamless transition from a character who I thought was miscast, and I'm going to miscast it again just to keep the same dynamic. I like that choice. I like it a lot. I think maybe he's just a touch old for me. Also, he's probably way too drunk to answer your call for the role. But uh, I could definitely see him you know, playing that role. The southern accent definitely seems to be seamless. My choice for this, and it's funny that you brought up his chest hair follicles, because when I saw this guy with the Crisco on his chest and uh, his other remedies... One actor came to mind, and that was Christopher Maloney from Law & Order fame. I could see him being wildly enough to be a baseball player still, but someone who is certainly on his last leg, someone who could actually believably pitch a game and not have to be wheelchaired out. So I, I like that choice, and again, I think I saw the hairy chest, and I immediately went to Law & Order Chris Maloney. So I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw hairy chest, I thought Mark Ruffalo. But again, I was thinking, we can't afford him. we got all these other people to pay. So... I just changed this to Billy Bob Thornton about two days ago, and prior to that, for a week, my choice was Christopher Maloney. Wow. We did have the same one for a little bit. I did change it just a couple days ago because I thought, oh my god, Billy Bob looks just like Harris. I'm going to switch it out for Maloney, who is younger and does fit what I said that I complained about in the beginning to somebody who looks exactly like Harris. Oh, that's nice. All right, so uh, I, I guess, you know, my next favorite character uh, here in the movie is the one that I get to introduce next, and that is Pedro Serrano. He's the gentleman who is very enamored by voodoo and has several rituals that go on in front of his locker so that he can get himself some hits. This guy can smoke some fastballs, but looks very silly with any curveball sent his way. I wanted to find somebody who had some bulk, even though, I guess, looking back, the original actor here. He does the State Farm commercials now, so he's, he doesn't look as bulky as the gentleman I'm going to go with here. I saw this character, and I could only go with Terry Crews. All right. He may be a little too bulky, but he, he fitted so well to me. Terry Crews to me just seems too goofy, I guess, for the character. This guy, I, this guy wanted to cut a live chicken in the locker room. He, he did, <laughs> but he's also very serious. You know, I mean, that scene where at the very beginning when he stares down Dorn, and he's like, hats for bats, and he just stares at him, and he's like, gracias. <laughs> he's intimidating. And I understand that Terry Crews can be intimidating, but whenever I see intimidating Terry Crews, I think of the President of the United States in Idiocracy. Goofy, clowny, even in, like, The Expendables, he's kind of a goofball. He's big, he's bulky, I understand that part of it. And what I do like is that you didn't let age be a factor there, which is why I must say my character, because when I looked at Serrano, I said, you know, he is a rookie, but... He's a Cuban rookie. So like El Duque, he's probably 37 years old exactly. as a rookie. Bruce <laughs> so, Castillo. That's right. So he doesn't really need to be 24. He can actually play like a 40-year-old. And I thought bulk is important. Intimidation is important. And I thought of a bulky, intimidating guy who, if you haven't seen him recently, check out some pictures. He's a mixed martial artist. His name is Michael J. White. And he played Spawn. And he just is scary looking. He's bald now. He's got the beard. He's probably 60 years old, but he looks like he could bench press 700 pounds. He's the guy I went with. I don't know what his acting chops are like. I mean, Spawn wasn't exactly a stretch of acting, but he looks 
the right part. He was definitely intimidating as Bond. That's one of my favorite comic book movies ever, and that's where they were uh, pushing it to beyond PG-13 levels back then. So I really like that. That's an awesome choice. And I'm also glad that we didn't cast John Leguizamo in any of these roles, yeah. speaking of uh, Spawn. Oh, no. What, what a rat that guy was. Um, I, I guess I can see your qualms with my choice, Terry Crews, because... He's been able to succeed in movies like White Chicks and on recent TV shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where he leans so heavily on his comedic chops that I don't really know if, like you said, he can be taken serious when he needs to be. I don't think Serrano, if you watch this movie, I don't think he has a single funny line. I think everything is dead serious. Even one of the better lines of the movie is at the end when he says, fuck you, Jobu, I do it myself. But it wasn't even funny. Like, we were like, yeah, you do it yourself. And then he hits a bomb, which I'm going to point out here, any Major League fans, why the hell did the guy throw him a fastball down the middle after he's whiffed on, what, 11 straight curveballs? And then he's like, yeah, I'm just going to throw him a meatball down the middle. Why wouldn't you throw him a curveball? And it also would have made more sense to see a little bit of trajectory, like a curveball trajectory, and Serrano hits it out like he finally did it himself. Yeah, to show him finally defeating the uh, the curveball, I think, would have been bigger than what actually happened. Yeah. So we'll just say that Joe Boo stepped in and used his voodoo power to force a fastball, and that's the only reason that Serrano hit it out. Third guy in a row here, Lou Brown, who was originally played by James Gammon, always plays kind of like a supporting role. I think he was in Cabin Boy. I mean, he's always like, very gruff-sounding guy, older guy. And I felt the thing about him is that he's gruff, but it just seems like he doesn't care about anything. You know, Vaughn goes in there, he's swearing at him, throws the baseball at the locker, and then the manager's like, Dude, I like that kind of spirit in a player. He just, like, doesn't care about anything. He comes out of the shower naked and just stands there talking to the owner. So I thought, all right, who, to me, has that gruffness, has that age, but also seems like they just don't give a crap in life. And I went with Nick Nolte. He's a big name, but you can get him cheap nowadays. And so I think that he'd be the right fit. Yep, I, I agree. I think he's the perfect age. And when I think of the manager's voice in this movie, I can definitely hear Nick Nolte transitioning right into that. Whereas my guy, probably not so much. I also see your guy having the look. My choice is, and I, I'd probably say I, I do lean a bit more into a comedic sense. My guy, straight from the mustache, is Nick Offerman. I think he's got the shape. He's a leader, but not someone who loves to show that he cares. I think, like you said, I mainly know him from Parks and Recreation, you know, the TV show, but he has shown the gruffness that I think the manager needs to show, but also a weird caring without really outwardly showing that he cares for it. And I, I saw that in Nick Offerman through this role, so that was my choice there. Okay, I, and I can see that. I was definitely casting it as the seamless transition, the actor. If you were to say, what kind of manager was Lou Brown 20 years ago, I would probably say it was Nick Offerman, and then he aged into Lou Brown yeah. and became just a little bit more gruff-sounding. But I definitely see that personality as like a younger Lou Brown-type character. So I, I'm okay with that. Again, we're just... All we're doing is we're just de-aging the character, but we're not really... I think they did capture the spirit of the character with that choice. I got captivated with the mustache, Wayne. I think I, I get so captivated with him, and I, I spent probably a half hour on Google just looking for actors with great mustaches, so you can you can get lost. The comedy was great, too, because Nick does have that comedy background, which is good. It was some of the smart Alec comments that were spoken so perfectly with Doran telling him, I took one of those in the eye last year, I'm not about to lose my sight, because I'm deeply moved. I could see Nick Offerman pissing on some medical paperwork. <laughs> I have it right here in my contract. I don't have to do any calisthenics. I don't feel are necessary. So what do you think of that? Drops his drawers and starts pissing on the, on the paperwork. All right. So uh, our next role here is actually our first female on the list. So I have Lynn Westland. I don't know the actress's name. Uh, Renee Russo is the original. Renee Russo. They, that makes so much sense. 
So for here, I tried to look for someone who would have some chemistry with the person that I obviously chose to play, Jake Taylor. Again, I chose Gerard Butler. I looked for someone who would be able to be seen as a realistic choice for someone who had a previous relationship with a former baseball player. Someone who is pretty, but not supermodel pretty. I went with Elizabeth Banks. I kind of think of Elizabeth Banks as supermodel pretty, though. She's actually very good-looking. Sneaky pretty. <laughs> Not even sneaky pretty. She's the girl you wouldn't even talk to if you saw her in public. She is very, very pretty. And I understood you were right. She is The character should be pretty. Not too, too pretty like Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> I also think Elizabeth Banks, I don't know, is she going to be too I guess she's not too young for Gerard Butler. Because the way I thought of it is I thought Lynn's probably going to be a few years younger than Jake. He does mention that she was an alternate in the 80 Olympic team and the 200 individual medley. So she's an athlete. She's a swimmer. So it's got to be somebody who looks fit. I was looking at Initially, I thought Kathy Ireland because okay. she actually was a swimmer. And you know she looks good in necessary roughness. But that was also 30 years ago. So she's 30 years older. And I don't want her playing 12 years older than my Tom Hardy character. Who would look good with Tom Hardy if you put them next to each other? Like, that's a real-life couple. And who's cute? I said, I want a cute girl. Now, most people, when they see her, think of her as over-the-top beautiful, but that's makeup, that's hair dye. This girl, when you see her in her natural beauty, is very cute, very naturally pretty. I went with the Queen of Dragons, Amelia Clark. Okay. Well, I mean, I can honestly say I'm going to get some, some hate for this. Uh, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Okay. Well, in, so then, I, I know of the character. I've seen plenty of, of clip, and I can definitely say I agree. The hair dyed you know, definitely makes a bit of a different character development. I think she's kind of doctored, but her true beauty, I, I've seen her sideline in some sporting events, I think, with her natural hair color. She does come off more as pretty than gorgeous, and I can see my my role is more gorgeous than pretty. And if anybody else hasn't seen Game of Thrones, that's fine. If you've seen the movie Solo, she was the female lead in the movie Solo, so she has dark hair on that, I believe, and you get to see her natural, just her prettiness. Or, I highly recommend Google any picture of her not wearing makeup. I did this for debate recently. She is just really pretty, and not over the top beautiful. I thought, just a, a good role. She looks like she could be a swimmer, and she's the right age. Is she the right age? That's my, my question that's hunkering down in my brain right now, is she does seem younger than Rene Russo's character was portraying in the movie. She does, but my Tom Hardy character, I think, seems a little bit younger than Jake Taylor. Touche. Uh, you know, as Tom Berenger, I also think, that, and Rene Russo, actually, that was the first major role she ever did. Right, okay. um, so she was actually probably like 26, 27 in that movie. And of course, I think anybody who's a big movie fan loves seeing her The Thomas Crown Affair. Very smoke show, even as an older woman. Yeah, so I guess we'll get into the next character. All right, so the next character we have here is going to be Rachel Phelps, originally played by Margaret Witten. Not a huge actress in her own right, but she does play the ex-showgirl wife of Donald Phelps. And so she inherits this team. She plays the antagonist throughout the whole film. She roots against the team. When Charlie, who we'll talk about next, is cheering, she's like, knock it off, Charlie. So she has to be believable as an ex-showgirl, like hot but she also has to be kind of a bitch. Like you look at her, in this movie, I feel like the minute you see her face, you're like, oh, what a bitch. She doesn't even have to talk. And so I think that who looks like a bitch has the body of a showgirl, and you could believe that she would be married to a baseball owner who just died. So probably younger than the baseball owner. I went with one of our favorite TV bitches, Desperate Housewives, Ava Longoria. All right, I can definitely see that. She's got the attitude to carry the role well. I guess I went very superficial with mine. I went with looks. You have a very gorgeous woman in your role, which definitely plays into the the display that the managers put up in the locker room for them needing a certain amount of wins to go ahead and strip those pieces off. 
I would certainly like to see Eva Longoria have a bikini on in my locker room. Um, the character I went with, I think, um, probably uh, ends up being a little bit younger than Eva Longoria and probably fits the look a little bit more. I went with Amy Adams for my role there. I think she has more of the look and can certainly give the attitude when needed. I just don't see the attitude. Amy Adams, I think, Lois Lane, right? Yep. And I think, uh, what's her name, that flew across the Atlantic in the Night of the Museum. Anyways, I, I think of her, she's just sweet, kind of nice, and I think putting her into a role where one of her managers or whatever is like, this guy here is dead. Well, cross him off then. She's like a super heartless bitch. I just don't see Amy Adams playing like a heartless bitch. She just seems too nice to me. I don't know. Our next character to go ahead and dissect and go through is Charlie Donovan, who, again, if you've watched the movie, is the character that is alongside the young, hot owner throughout the movie, pretty much taking her crap while also having a heart regarding the team and its success as the movie goes on. I went with someone who I have history from other sports movies, someone who I enjoy his role here, and I have Will Patton. He played Coach Yost in Remember the Titans. He's got the age. I think he can certainly be supportive of the team as well as take some shit from the owner. I can definitely see him in that role. Again, this is a role that you could probably cast about a thousand people in because it's not a hugely important role. But he does have some great lines. He's in some great scenes. He's the general manager of the team, so he's the guy that puts the whole team together. And like you said, he's rooting for them. You know, he's the one that tells Lou Brown about the plan of the owner. He's clapping at the end for Rick Vaughn. He gives a raspberry to the owner. You can cast a bunch of different people here. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think Coach Yost is great. I, I guess him doing the right thing with telling the manager kind of made me think of Yost doing the right thing back in you know the football game. I remember the Titans? So I kind of made a general likeness there and kind of ran with it. So I thought, you know, who's a like guy, the anti-owner. The owner, you look at her, you just think, bitch, the minute she walks in the room. This is the guy, the minute he walks in, you think, ah, he seems like a nice guy. So he's the total opposite of her. Dipping into our Marvel bag, I went with Clark Gregg, Agent Coulson. I think would be a great general manager of the team. That, that's great. I've got to say, I'm going to bow down to that one, Wayne. Kicks mine. Agent Coulson has that friend, leadership, almost second-in-command type of feel to him. He's going to look to do the right thing, but also kind of do what he's told. I like that a lot. That's a great casting. Excellent. The next one is um, Suzanne Dorn. This is Roger's wife. Not a very big role, but she plays a big part when you think about what happens towards the end of this movie. She's got to be somebody who is younger than Dorn, probably. These baseball players marry girls that are younger than them. She's got to be believable that my Nick Jonas, Rick Vaughn, would go for her in a bar. She has to be a little bit older because she can't be the same age as him. Even though she's younger than Dorn, I'm also thinking, you know, one of my favorite scenes in this movie, by the way, is after they've slept together and she's putting her red dress back on and you can see that she's not wearing any underwear. So I thought, okay, who can play a housewife in one scene but then get dolled up and be totally irresistible in the next scene? And this actress really hasn't done a lot. She's done a lot of TV recently, but you may remember her from Coyote Ugly, and that's Piper Perabo, who, to me, when she is dolled up and pretty, she is a 10. But she also looks like she could be a really good-looking soccer mom. So I think with my next one, Wayne may go ahead and put in the uh, cha-ching noise effect here because I'm going to go ahead and get somebody else that he's going to say, with what budget, buddy? Going along with his description, I'm looking for someone that is sexy, but that mature, sexy, someone who looks like she's married to someone of wealth, you know, holds herself to a high standard until she needs to go ahead and lose all her standards. I have someone maybe a little bit older than you, 
I went with Charlize Theron. I think I could definitely picture her with Bradley Cooper. I could picture them being kind of sexy together, as well as I could definitely picture her being someone who could seduce my Ricky Vaughn and Shia LaBeouf. I do see her and Bradley Cooper definitely playing a perfect couple. And by the way, a perfect $40 million per picture couple. I don't think we can afford it. It's going to be the Academy Awards nominees are all just going to be the major league. Yeah, we're going to get Morgan Freeman in there. Get uh, who else can we get? In? You know, Anthony Hopkins can play a role. Maybe he'll be like another opposing pitcher or something. For you, uh, for you all that know me, I'm a Sox fan, so it's not my money I'm spending; it's their money. So we're going to go ahead and get the best actors and actresses in here. I don't think Charlize Theron. I don't buy her saying, oh, this movie has seven minutes of screen time, I'll do that. Unless she's best friends with Bradley Cooper and we don't know it, she's going to do it for part of his salary, then cool. But I tried to pick somebody here who probably we could get for a couple hundred grand. That definitely makes sense. Our next one on the list, I have Pete Vukovic. Yep. Thank you. I thought I was definitely going to butcher that. And I have someone on here that I'm almost willing to bet that you don't know. Not someone that I've seen act in any movies that have been done outside of his current employer's production company, but he's a very large, dominating figure that I could definitely believe be spitting out some chew and just cranking home runs. When I think of someone who is big and beefy and was actually named the Triple Crown winner in the movie, I have Braun Strowman. He's a WWE wrestler. He's beyond 6'4". He's a massive human being. and I see our character spitting out some dip and just cranking home runs. I'd have to see him. I'll be honest with you, I don't know what he looks like, but WWE wrestler, he's definitely a big, muscular guy, I'm sure. I like that you mentioned the Triple Crown winner. I did have that in my notes as well. And, and this is the thing about this character, too, is that even though he plays for the Yankees, he's not like a bad guy. He's just a rival. So you root against him because he's on the rival team, but this guy's not a villain, like the owner of the team. You know, she's a villain. So I thought, all right, who's the guy who you root against him, but he's not a bad guy? Like, who can you root against that's not uh, the bad guy? And I thought, you know who would be great is Pam Beasley's ex-fiance, Roy. So I went with David Denman as our Clue Haywood, as somebody who looks big, burly. If you look at him in 13 hours, he's got the beard. And it's just easy to root against the guy, even though he's not evil. Beyond the Office, that's probably the only role that I can think of him in, is the 13 hours. I did actually really enjoy him in that movie. I believed him as a rough and gruff guy that wasn't my favorite, but was part of the team. A little bit of bad podcasting for a second. I'm just going to show Wayne Braun Strowman so he can see this giant freak of a fella. Again, okay. probably, probably just out of physical uh, stature, I, I like this gentleman there. But I can see your guy making that transition again. I think you did a great job of casting a very believable Triple Crown winner. Not too bulky in the waist area. Our last character here for the movie for Major League is the very memorable, just a bit outside, Bob Euchre. And my choice here, I think by name value... Well, again, Wayne may look at my list and say cha-ching, but you'd, I'd really ask you to tell me the last time you saw him in anything. I think a fun analyst for this movie, someone who could bring some straightforwardness, some passion for the Cleveland area, as well as just some sports knowledge, Steve Martin. Yes, I mean, I guess Daniel Day-Lewis wasn't available, so we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't get another uh, Academy Award guy. We left a message. Yeah, I do see uh, Steve Martin yeah, as being that kind of kooky, zany... That's actually a pretty good choice. I can definitely see that. This was a tough one for me because if there was any character that you would bring back to reprise the role, I think it would be Harry Doyle because Bob Euchre is a professional announcer. 100%. He's hilarious. If you ever see him in interviews, he's actually that funny in real life. And so he was great at calling it. So I thought, again, I went a similar route as you, which is comedian. And I said, who likes baseball? I know Steve Martin's a big baseball fan. Yeah. I said, who likes baseball? 
and who is hilarious and would be just so good as an announcer. And I went with a guy who does a killer Bob Euchre impression. Not that I'm expecting him to do I it in this movie. I swear, if you're going to put who I was going to put. It's Norm MacDonald. Okay. I think would be such a great role. And again, he doesn't have to do his Bob Euchre impression. I think he loves the game enough. And just, he could do, just be Norm. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, fly the ball, you know, left field, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, caught the ball, you know. Kind of a goofy, funny announcer, I think. I, I do like that. I guess, to be honest, where I thought you were almost going with that was, uh, and I, I guess I confused Bob Euchre, shame on me, with Harry Carey. I thought you were going to run with Will Ferrell there as playing, you know, an, an older Bob Euchre type character here. Uh, I guess my only qualm with Norm is I don't know if he'd have the passion for baseball that I think the actor did in the original casting. I think he did an amazing job, and I think my choice just came off of the age and just the ability to, to improvise. I think being an analyst, um, being a commentator for a sport, especially baseball, you got to be able to improvise. I like Steve Martin. Uh, nothing wrong with that. I think we both agree. It's just, of all the roles, we would totally bring Bob Euchre back. If you could say I'd only bring one character back for the movie, it'd be him. And everybody else I'd recast. But since we're doing the gun to your head, you have to recast him. I am going to go with Norm MacDonald. I love Norm. I love his comedy. He's definitely one of the funniest people out there. He's got uh, his... His dry sense of humor is one that will, I think, crack anybody up. If possible, I'd like to go ahead and throw, throw a quick one at Wayne. Your favorite casting of mine, I'd like to give you my favorite of yours. I'm probably going to say that Chris Maloney, because I did have him for over a week. That was going to be my Eddie Harris, until somebody at work mentioned Billy Bob Thornton as the manager, which I hated. But I thought, wow, he actually really looks like Harris, and I could see him wearing a crucifix and being all like Jesus-y. I could totally see that, so that's why I switched it. But I would say that Christopher Maloney, for a couple of reasons. One, I think he looks the part. I think everything that you said about him is correct. That's the reason I had him as well initially. And he's not an Oscar winner, and he's not going to cost $300 million. All right, and I think my favorite casting of yours, Wayne, ends up being your Pedro Serrano. I thought mine was was perfect as Terry Crews until I heard yours, and I hadn't even remembered the movie Spawn in, in the longest time, but thinking age not being totally necessary when you think of the Cuban baseball player, the, the, the history and lineage that we know of with some of the games they like to play with our age. I think that is Jai Michael White. Yeah, Mike, Michael, Michael J. White. Michael J. J. White. I, I think that that's a great casting for him, and I would certainly love to see him in that role. I think he is intimidating like Terry Crews without the, the risk of smiling. I think in some of those parts where we actually see Pedro Serrano, if Terry Crews were to do those parts, I would struggle not smiling. Year of casting, I don't think I'd smile. I think I'd feel that intimidation like you're supposed to. If we want, I mean, we're going to talk about the abomination that's Major League 2. I think Terry Crews could play Serrano in 2, and he's kind of a Buddhist slash voodoo guy. Totally, like, not believable as he's cheering everybody on and giving high fives to the other team. I can see that being Terry Crews, but not Serrano, the Intimidator, in uh, the first one. This was super fun. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast, and certainly watch the movie again if you haven't, because it had been a long time since I'd watched it. I got the opportunity to watch it twice this past week, and I know Wayne is probably going to watch it for the 200th time again after we finish this podcast. So thanks again for all your time. That's the cast from both of us. Definitely go on to Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Recasted Podcast. You can check it out, like it. I'm going to be posting the podcast on there. We are on Twitter, at Recasted Podcast. You can check us out there. You can email us, recastedpodcast at gmail.com. We will reply. we got nothing better to do. So if you think that we miscast somebody in our cast, and I know some people don't like Nick Jonas, so I'm going to hear it, but if you think we missed somebody, you wanted to hear us cast a different character that maybe we didn't, uh, Jesse mentioned the dupe, the picture at the end. Again, very small cameo role. Definitely let us know. 
But otherwise, thanks for listening. Hopefully it was enjoyable for you guys. Definitely was for us, and uh, we'll keep them coming. All right. For Wayne and Jesse, have a great one.